0: Welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Noah Tyree, and I am here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Josh Duvall.
1: How's it going? How's it going?
0: And today, we're going to talk about some sports. Feel free to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter, at Pod. Don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube accounts, and send in questions or comments to us at TheFTSPod at gmail.com for our mailbag segment. All
1: right, so Chad, I want you to, I want you to tell me something. Um... How exactly do you feel about that game last night between the uh, Warriors and Raptors? I'll tell you how I feel.
2: I had I went upstairs. I got a paintbrush, and I went to the garage. I got this. I got the paint bucket of red and black paint, and I almost dipped the brush in the buckets. I was that mm-hmm. close to painting my face. You that close. <laughs>
3: You, painting you
0: have, my face,
3: you, have you were essentially
0: of, one point away from painting your face.
3: Well, I think the more I think the more shocking part of that story was Chad just has buckets of red and black paint just laying around his house.
2: I, <laughs> I do. I was. I, it's gonna happen. I was
1: prepared. He already
3: right. purchased. He already purchased the paint. He was that confident. He was yep.
1: that confident. Are you still that confident after last night? Absolutely, I am. So you think it's gonna be a game six win for the Raptors? I think that with KD tearing his Achilles,
2: the Raptors only losing by one point yesterday with KD playing the first quarter, I think the Warriors just have not been good. Um, They get incredibly lucky just jacking up random threes that happen to go in, maybe like three or four in a row. Bothers me a lot, but I don't think they've been good. I think the Raptors have been the better team, especially Kawhi. The way he's been playing, yeah, I think uh, I think the Raptors should definitely are definitely going to be okay.
1: I can, I definitely agree with that.
0: I can definitely see like like I had mentioned last podcast the wear and tear of five straight finals and watching people fall down one by one is really alarming because soon after Katie got hurt, Kevin Looney got hurt or Kavon Looney, and it I feel like you can, you can just keep going. I, I don't want it to happen that way, but we all okay. First of all, we all know you're not good with names, so we'll give you a
1: pass. Thank you. Um, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. this is just me speaking. I had absolutely no clue it was Kavon Looney. No, he's, I've
3: yeah, been calling Kavon.
1: him. I've been calling him Kevin for years.
3: No, it's Kavon.
1: It's huh. definitely Kevon. Yeah,
3: you know the O okay. N gives you the on sound.
1: I oh well now. That that would make sense, wouldn't it?
3: That's why I'm not Devon.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm not the best uh, Kevon Looney fan. Um...
3: <laughs> put some respect on his name. <laughs> uh,
0: yep, I'll okay. put. Yep, I'll put some respect on his name for the 18 minutes he played last night and only getting four points and three rebounds.
3: With like a broken collarbone, mad Ooh. respect.
2: I I will respect that one. He he also had to be taken out because of that.
0: Well, like I said, everybody's falling down. Broken collarbones, torn Achilles, hurt hamstrings, uh, fatigue and sickness. That's literally four things within the last five games that's happened to the Warriors or to a player. If I am the medical staff of Golden State, I would be praying for my job to be staying for next year. Well, except on the Kevin Durant part. But these are – they are willing to play. This is their decision, but, like, you're – then again it's your job to keep them healthy and make sure they don't miss an entire season next to two games
2: i don't know if uh if you should be worried about your job if you're on the medical staff for the warriors because that's just five years of going to the finals but i will say whoever's decision it was to clear kd should not have a job yes absolutely yep Look, I love seeing, I love seeing, I don't, well, never mind, let me back that up. I don't love seeing players get hurt, but considering I hate the Warriors, I hate Kevin Durant, and I'm all for the Raptors, you hate to see an injury like that happen. Maybe he was rushing the trainers to let him go back out there and play, being down 3-1. Maybe they're the last game of the season if they didn't win. So, but you can't you can't let players do that to you if that were the case you have to do what's best for the overall health of the of the guy so he can play
1: in the future uh yeah i agree with you when you say that he should be fired because he potentially messed with a superstar's career by rushing him to play in the finals like i know it's like the biggest stage in basketball like the nba finals but i mean you shouldn't have rushed him that much and now it could be something that's really difficult to recover
0: from I would understand rushing him if it was 2-2, maybe 3-1 if warrior side, if you really want to secure the win and make sure you get the championship, but you're down 3-1 as it is. I wouldn't risk an entire season and potential career over two games, three games, if you force this game seven. I I couldn't. It was also on the road. That as well. Like, he could have easily stayed back at Oakland and got the treatment he needed. It maybe even had been 100% for Game 7 or something, but they rushed it.
2: And let's not act like the Warriors can't hold their own. <laughs> they, <laughs> they won 73 games without Kevin Durant. I'm sure they'll be fine.
3: Yeah, but I still give mad respect to KD for risking what he did uh, to see his team succeed and win a third straight title. And I think I speak for the entire podcast when I say our thoughts and prayers are with KD as he recovers from the torn Achilles.
2: Yeah, that's what I said earlier. You hate to see something like that happen. It's very unfortunate. But uh, speaking of that, I thought Canadians were nice people. How about uh, the Toronto fans cheering as he was walking off? Hang on, hang on. They still
0: kept their name because they were extremely apologetic after they had did it. They're like, "Oh, wait, we're not supposed to, <laughs> we're not supposed to cheer." Way to go, Katie! Thank you for coming out. Like, <laughs> they realized what they had done after Lowry and wow. Abaka and everybody was telling them to chill.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't really think it was them like cheering while he was walking out because that's usually what like you know people in the stands do whenever somebody gets up from injury and starts walking out but while they were cheering while he was down like yeah like you could even see like Kyle Lowry and like Serge Ibaka and like Raptors players like telling everybody to stop yeah you could definitely
2: tell it was because he got hurt and they knew that oh the best player in the league right now just got hurt that that boosts their chances of winning
0: no, well, hang on. This doesn't speak on the behalf of everyone there. I'm sure not everybody there was cheering. It was probably the the rich folk around there that wanted to see a championship win. <laughs> like, the way I saw it anyway. But at the same time, I just, I'm just i glad they realized what they were doing was wrong.
1: <laughs> what, what about Drake? How do you guys feel about Drake? Do you think he was uh, acting whenever he whenever Kevin Durant was walking off and he like patted his back and he started acting like all sad and stuff.
0: If I could have lip read what he said better, I feel like we could have a better understanding of that, but I don't know. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell.
1: I could lip read what he was saying. It started with an F (laughs) and he kept saying it over and over again and like flailing his arms around and like patting KD. And I was kind of like, I mean, like, I wonder if it was acting or not, because he's talked a lot of trash about the Warriors start the
0: finals. Well, that's also because they're in the finals. I don't think that's how Drake feels about KD as a whole.
3: Yeah, he does have a Kevin Durant tattoo. So exactly. Yeah, he must, he, yeah, he must be have some mad respect.
2: He just taunts every other team. I'm sure it was genuine. It's, yeah. just, it's just it's just the competitive nature sports.
0: Yeah, exactly. I would agree with you a little more if it was just against Golden State, but he does this against teams like Detroit, like in the regular season. Yeah. That's to everybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. So uh, moving on from the whole Kevin Durant injury and everything, um, let's talk about the Raptors. Um, Kawhi Leonard, uh, he was really coming out hot at the very end of the fourth quarter. He had like. Five buckets back to back to back to back to back. And like he was just going crazy. But I mean, obviously it didn't matter, but he was going crazy. And I feel like he really put his team on the back. And then towards the end there, they just ended up letting him down.
0: Do you uh, here? Here's a question. Do you think that timeout that Nick Nurse called uh, would have, if he did not call that timeout, would Kawhi have kept on that hot streak and they would have won the game? Because I feel, I personally feel like that timeout threw him completely off guard.
3: I don't understand why everyone's flaming the timeout. I just...
0: Kawhi is going on a streak. He's made made five buckets in a row, and you want to call a timeout and slow his pace? Absolutely not.
3: It didn't cross my mind twice, like, oh, this is a bad timeout. Like, oh, why are they calling a timeout right now? It seems like a... not like a a normal situation. I don't
2: know. Then why was it a good timeout? Because I thought it was bad... With, I'm with Noah. I thought it was bad, too. Uh,
1: yeah, I agree, too. I thought it was a bad timeout. It just kind of gave the Warriors time to get a game plan. Obviously, that game plan was give it to Steph or Clay and just chuck up an awful three-pointer. But it worked. But um, it did kind of slow Ka- uh, Kawhi down. And the Warriors, like on that, like one of the last shots he took, like he was triple teamed. And he just put up an awful fadeaway that he ended up airballing. And then after that, they just, the Warriors took over. I will say that Kawhi's first shot out of the timeout was an air ball. It was, yeah. He he did a fadeaway, and it was an air ball. And then Steph and Clay just chucked up three pointers. They can probably do somersault, three sixty, triple team three pointers, and still make them if there's only a lim- one minute left, you know.
0: And that is why the timeout was bad, Devin.
1: <laughs> you convinced yet?
3: And that's this the end of that segment. Like- It seems like the results, you're using the results to justify.
1: Well, I'm not using the results. I'm not using the results. I'm using it as like a tactical thing. Like, I don't see why he would call a timeout and give the Warriors an opportunity to come up with a game plan when there's that little time left and they've already been Mm -hmm. extremely hot.
0: You're not even giving a game plan to just any ordinary. This is Golden State with arguably two of the best shooters to ever shoot a ball. You're giving them plenty of time to figure out. Oh, okay, I'm going to shoot from here, and I want this person guarding me at this exact time. Like, no, he completely messed up with that timeout. Why
2: well, didn't do anything after the timeout? After at all, ball, he just it just he couldn't do anything. The defensive attention on him like picked up. Like Steve Kerr was probably like triple team him if you have to, because obviously that's what he did. But don't let him beat us. Be- let someone like Kyle Lowry take a corner three and hit off the side of the backboard.
1: I think I, I think that Draymond did get a tiny, tiny piece of that. Because I saw did. a picture yeah, of Draymond Yeah,
3: Draymond did get a hand on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, either way, I still feel like Kyle Lowry would have missed it. But
3: that's yeah, but, just me.
0: But, honestly, I feel like it would at least hit rim and it would have looked like a better shot. Because on the picture, Draymond got a good bit of it. I think he pushed it to the right side a little bit. No, yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. I, at first, I thought he shot it that bad. But then that photo bailed him out.
1: But if it were me, I would honestly have Kawhi take like a double team mid range shot than Kyle Lowry because I just don't really want to trust Kyle Lowry with the game on the line
0: and, in the and finals. Even, and even that, like, I would have had Van Fleet shoot a three ball before Lowry. Honestly, I, in the finals this year, yeah, I can't. I, no. I,
2: um. Mm, I'm going to do this. I love the way Kyle Lowry has been playing. I'm the biggest Kyle Lowry, oh, he's not good person out there. But I have to give him credit where credit's due. He facilitated the offense better than I've ever seen in a long time. Found open guys, flashy passes, made shots. It's just, his. he's so like, I don't know, I just... You're good. He's good. There you go.
1: He's, he's, he had a good game. I... Don't think he's played to his full potential in the finals, but I think he did have a good game last night. I just don't really think he's able to clutch a huge shot like that in the finals.
2: Well, I'm talking about the previous three games, the two on the road as well. He didn't seem to let the crowd bother him. They kept getting into it. Oracle can get really crazy and it just didn't seem to phase him. He just he just did his thing and Yeah. I'm ready to say he's good. I I, like, I liked it, I liked watching him.
3: And on the and on the last possession, I think uh, Kawhi kind of had to give up the ball. They yeah. ran a double team at him as he tried to make a move to the rim, and not long, like a couple possessions before that, Clay forced him to take a long mid-range fadeaway that he completely bricked. So they were definitely doing whatever they could to get the ball out of his hands and make somebody else on the court beat them. <laughs> So I yeah. think Kawhi passing out of the double team and finding a semi-open shooter in the corner was not a terrible shooter. player.
1: For me personally, I think whenever yes, you're down by one
3: Yes, a shooter.
1: For, uh, for me personally, I think whenever you're down by one with the game on the line like that, I 35 think a three-pointer is st- <laughs> 35% from
3: behind the okay, arc. Okay, yeah, we're the biggest Kyle Lowry fan in the world. Can
1: you let me talk?
2: <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> I'm definitely taking that shot over what Kawhi had.
1: No, no, no. Let me finish what I'm saying. Okay,
3: go
2: ahead.
1: Uh, that's just me, but whenever you're down by one point in that situation, I feel like a three-pointer is just a bad shot. I feel like you need to try and get it in the paint and potentially get a foul drawn or layup. I think that's the best option.
2: Agreed. I feel like Kawhi should have tried harder to just just slash his way to the basket. Yeah. What are they going to do, foul him? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Serge Ibaka's been rebounding like crazy this game. Put him in the game, Siakam, Marcus, all they're all great, like, rebounders. Like, you can just drive and have them crash the boards immediately after just in case you miss. So you get a potential, like, putback or you get a potential a game winner or foul, you know. I feel like just a, a three is just a bad move. Well, what do you think about the
2: time in which they, they actually went? They went with, like, seven seconds left instead of going earlier and maybe getting an offensive rebound. Should have gone earlier. Like that. Yeah,
3: definitely should and have gone instead
2: earlier. Instead of a shot at the buzzer that, like, I would put the pressure on the Warriors to, to make the, the last
1: shot. Yeah, I would have too. Uh, Kawhi just kind of crossed half court and just kind of stopped and stood there for a few seconds and wasted time. I feel like he should have just immediately just gone towards the basket and tried to get up a good shot as fast as possible.
0: Yeah, they've been playing quick pace the whole finals. I don't know why you would slow down under 10 seconds left in the game. <laughs> and take a three. Like, I just feel like that's – I don't I don't get that. All you need is a two. Exactly. Twos
3: an are open, easier than threes. An open three is better than a contested two. No? Yes.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't not, say so. Not when you're shooting 25% from
3: three on the night. Or 35% from the season.
0: But what if
1: on that contested two you draw a foul?
3: They're not calling a foul with two seconds left to decide the NBA championship? I feel like they absolutely oh, would. I feel like that's where it's most valuable, actually. I feel like they absolutely would. <laughs> the refs would. <laughs> swallow their whistles. What do you
1: mean? I feel like they absolutely would call something.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, but if the national title of the National Basketball Association is on the line, I feel like a foul or a replay is certainly in line. It most definitely.
2: <laughs> Hold on. Here's what I'm going to say. You obviously go for the two. If it's not there, you kick it out for a three. It wasn't there. He was triple teamed. I don't, they didn't do the wrong thing. It's just Draymond got a piece of the shot. He was, he was open when he shot it. It was just a crazy athletic block that he was able to catch up
3: to him. But tell if Chris, you're told, Chris Jenkins not to shoot a game winning three. Chris championship game. Is he game. even in the
0: league?
3: It was. Villanova, 26. Yeah,
1: it's Villanova. And no, he's yeah, not in the league. Is
0: he even in the league now? He makes one shot, and I don't know where he went.
3: He uh, was a bench
1: player for Villanova, so he went nowhere. But yeah.
3: Okay. He's got a ring, though. He's got a ring. <laughs> he yeah. does have a
1: ring.
2: But going back to the foul, they're not going to call a foul. The refs always swallow their whistles. And if you need an example, I'm going to go back to college in the SEC tournament, the Florida and Auburn game. The Florida player shot from half court, just just threw up a sh- shot at the buzzer, got hacked and tackled by two Auburn players when they were trying to intentionally foul them. And the, the officials just didn't call it,
0: especially when you're shooting 25 percent on the night from the three point line as a whole. I don't care if it's individual performance of 35 percent on Steven Devin. I don't care.
3: Why? Because larger sample size means nothing to you? Okay, well,
2: since you all didn't hear me the first time I said it, I just feel like I'm being a dead horse. You go for the two. The two was not there, so you kick it out. (laughs) It's called
1: dribble penetration. But if you get get the offensive rebound after the two, I say you put it back up.
2: (sighs) You have to rely on getting the offensive rebound.
1: What you just said has to rely on getting an offensive rebound? What? Okay, okay, okay. Did he not just say... Go for the two. If you miss the two, get it and kick it out for three. You have to get it to take the three after. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I don't
3: think so. He didn't say if you miss the two. He just said if it's not there. (laughs) It wasn't there because Kawhi was triple teamed.
0: That doesn't mean shoot it. He didn't look past down low, though. Folks, I just want you all to know this. Every one of our faces right now is so beyond confused and dazed. (laughs) All of us have face like multiple times throughout this.
2: (laughs)
1: Yeah, I still believe that taking a two is much better than taking a three in that situation because you're down by one. All you need is a two. If you push it into the paint, I know Kawhi was double teamed, but here's one thing about double teams. That means two people are on you. There's five people on the court, which means somebody is going to have a man that's not on him. So you pass it to that guy, and if that guy is down low, he gets a shot for a two, and you get the win. If he somehow happens to have defense on him, they will crash onto him, and then he can possibly get a foul call on him, which means...
3: Josh, you understand? You, you that, understand that you literally made my point for me by that, saying you passed to the guy with no defense on him, which is Kyle Lowry man was on the Kyle three-point Lowry. Line. <laughs> I don't care if it's Kyle; I it passed down low. But
2: that um, man was Kyle Lowry. He was three, the
0: old guy. <laughs> three men pushed past the free-throw line when guarding Kawhi Leonard because there was another one on Fred Van Fleet on the wing. If there are three people on the top of the arc guarding two other players, that means a player down low is absolutely open.
2: Uh, Well, twos, threes, who cares, whatever. I'm going to move on to something else, (laughs) finally. Um, We made our predictions after the two games in Toronto, what the series would look like coming out of Oracle. And Devin over here said Warriors would be up 3-1, winning both uh, home games, but the Raptors ended up sweeping on the road, and now they're up 3-2, so good take by Devin there.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely, yeah, good call. Yeah, I know, let's go. Yeah, I think it was a huge plus for the Raptors winning those two games on Oracle. Like, Oracle might possibly be, like, the hardest place to play in NBA basketball, like, That's the fact that they did that on the road during the finals is great. Not that I'm complaining. And that's also why I'm confident
2: that they can win game six on the road.
1: I am, too. I am, too.
2: Speaking
0: of game six and game seven, uh, we're going to go ahead and get the predictions for that. I guess I'm going to go first here. And I guess we're going to just predict who wins the whole thing at this point, because that's the next time you'll hear from us. Guys, uh, throw me on to the Raptor raptor train i see this coming out from toronto and i see canada getting a title
1: so you're painting your face with us
0: i am not doing that <laughs> he's not
1: painting his face
0: we, we've, we've been over this yeah i'm not i'm not putting red and white on my face absolutely fine not. fine whatever it's okay it's actually red and black i am not putting raptor colors on my face there we go.
1: <laughs> yeah i i i agree i see the raptors coming out
0: do you see him coming out in six or in seven I should have probably it's stated like, that myself. Uh, yeah, I see six. Like
1: After those those final two minutes, I feel like Hawaii's is just going to be coming out on a mission next game. I feel like he's going to play strong. I feel like the entire team is going to play stronger, and I think they're going to win in
0: six. Yeah, I see, Nick Nurse called another in, unnecessary timeout.
1: <laughs> well,
2: let me just say this. Me and Josh, we, we kind of saw this coming. Now, I know they haven't won yet, but... The Raptors have been dominating. They've been the better team every single game this series, except for one or two bad quarters in Game Two and uh, Game Five, obviously. Um, the train is on a pit stop. Hop on while you can. The offer is still valid. Get your tickets and hop on. We'll go to we'll go to Toronto and celebrate with uh, Jurassic Park.
3: Oh, looks like I'm all alone on the Warriors train. It's getting it's getting a little lonely over here. You'd think everybody would stay on the bandwagon a little bit longer, but they're already hopping off.
1: Uh, nope. Actually, me and me and Chad have been on the Toronto side this whole series. So.
0: If anything, I hopped off the Warrior bandwagon to join them.
3: But I'm going to stick with my original call of the Warriors. Going game six, game seven.
0: Boom, you suck.
2: Hey, if the Warriors win game six at home, there's no way the Raptors lose at home game seven after being up 3-1. There's just no way. They're not going to let that happen.
3: I agree. Tell the Warriors that.
0: It, I'm going to tell you this right now, and you can mark my words. Episode 13, if <laughs> if Toronto blows a 3-1 lead, Kawhi is leaving.
3: You're really going out on a limb there.
0: <laughs> he I, may leave anyway. <laughs>
3: <yeah>. <laughs> He's probably gone regardless.
0: Well even with all the free amenities that he's gotten over the last couple of weeks trying to get people to make him stay, I genuinely feel if he's on the wrong part of history, against a team that's already was on that wrong part of history, he's gone and I, I just I just needed the Raptors to win. I just needed this series to be over. I
2: can't stand watching these games. I'm nervous. <laughs> my I have to pee like ten times because I'm so nervous. I hit myself whenever Kawhi makes five shots in a row. I have a bruise on my leg from that, by the way. And I'm jumping the gun. I'm saying, oh, "Okay, D just played his last game as a warrior. But, you know, it is what it is. They can still win. Still fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, guys. Yeah, Josh. Well, you need to download SeatGeek,
0: Noah. Why do I need to download SeatGeek,
1: Josh. Because you can buy tickets to any sporting events you want. Basketball, football, baseball, golf, hockey, you name it. Even swimming. You can get anything. And you can even get concerts, too. That is absolutely fantastic. Please tell
0: me how I'm able to do this
1: you download the app you find the ticket that you want to buy and on that ticket it has a picture of what your view will look like also it has a rating between one or ten being good or bad obviously when go for the tens but that's pretty helpful SeatGeek doesn't have to do that but they do which is makes them better than any other ticket company out there but when you're getting that ticket be sure to go use our promo code FTSPOD and get $20 off your first purchase.
0: Wow what a bargain.
2: Exactly. So, when the U.S. women's national team wins 13 to 0, go go see that
1: live. Exactly.
3: You can be in attendance.
1: exactly. Yes, you can see anything you want. Just use the code FTSPOD. Well, all right, guys. Now,
2: time for our mailbag segment. Uh, so, let's go ahead and get started. What percentage chance do you guys think Katie leaves the Warriors? And if so, where does he end up?
3: Well, before last night's. Uh, unfortunate injury I would have said a hundred percent he's gone going to the Knicks um, but now that he has the injury concern and he has the option to pick up a player option for 31.5 million dollars can collect a paycheck while he re- rehabs um, then I think that's might that might actually be possible and he can enter free agency once he's proven that he's healthy again and is worth a max deal.
0: I, um, okay, we can't ignore the fact that this is a torn Achilles, and he's 30 years old. Uh, a torn Achilles hurts anybody, much less a man fresh into his 30s that's the athletic caliber and what he's put his body through as Kevin Durant. Um, I I agree with Devin. If this did not happen, I see 100% him leaving. But I think now he should do the safe fire way, get his check, get his money, get the health care he needs from whoever he needs in Oakland and just stay where he's at and pick up the uh, player option.
2: Yeah. I'm going to go with before the injury, he was probably 90% leaving towards leaving. Uh, but now with the injury, like you all just said, he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays. It's probably like 50-50 now. Uh, but as far as landing spots where he would go in free agency, who knows really. Might go to the Knicks, New York, L.A. Clippers. Heck, even team up with LeBron James and the Lakers. I
0: have no idea. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. Doris Burke, after the injury had happened and after a couple of minutes passed, said that he had a lot. And she put emphasis on a lot of raw emotion towards the medical staff after he hurt himself. Now, I Cannot say positively that can influence a decision to leave, but I feel like it can certainly um, increase the odds <laughs> because you practically like you put your career out on the line. And this, this, this training staff should have told you, "Hey, you're not ready yet. You need to chill." And they pretty much let him do this. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. There's I didn't see any
2: reason to rush him back into it the way they did. Um, all right second one hey guys I'm a big fan of the show just wanted to ask you all who you think will be the best team in the country next season for college basketball
3: Uh, I'm gonna go with the Spartans from East Lansing Michigan State is returning uh, three of their top four scorers uh, including Cassius Winston um, uh, from a team that just made a run to the final four uh, won the Big Ten regular season and tournament title, um, so I definitely think Tom Izzo has his team poised to make another deep postseason run and be atop the rankings for the entire basketball season.
0: I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna throw my hat. I feel like they may not. I don't know if it's the top team. I feel like they'll certainly be in the argument. Uh, I'm gonna go Memphis Tigers on this one.
3: Oh my. Get out. Oh my God. Get out of here.
0: Just mute your mic. Could someone mute his mic?
3: <laughs> Who gave this man an opinion?
0: <laughs> no, I'm actually kidding. No, I'm going to actually have to agree with Devin. He actually took a lot of my points on Michigan State, and uh, I, I just feel like Cassius, uh, he has a lot. I can't pronounce his name. I. You all know we- me. We've learned. learned. I apologize sincerely that I can't pronounce names, and I apologize to the entire NCAA class this year that I will not pronounce your name right on this show. Sorry. I just – I honestly, he took every point I had, so I got to go with Michigan State as well.
2: I mean, Memphis will be good. Penny has done a heck of a job recruiting. Um, Yeah, that's a bag. Yeah, he's got the bag. But he's (laughs) – In order to maintain it, he's got to go win now. He's got to get a decent seed in the tournament, not get upset by, I don't know, a 12th seed or whatever. Uh, He's got to have success to keep it going. But as far as right now, they're not going to be much of a powerhouse, I guess. But anyway, uh, my pick, I'm going to make it a clean sweep. Uh, Michigan State, they got almost their entire team back. And then when Cassius Winston decided to return, uh, that pretty much makes them the clear-cut number one team in the country. I will say that this this is not biased. This is not biased. You may think it is. But Kentucky's also right up there. I just think they need another piece. They're short probably one piece from being a Yeah, Kerry Blackshear would be – if they got Kerry Blackshear, they'd definitely
0: be – up there in the tier one teams, but if they get carried black sheer, I'm switching my answer the moment that happens. I, I will put my hat with Kentucky. No bias required.
3: Love the objective journalism.
0: <laughs> what about Duke? What do you think Duke will? Uh, think I see Duke will be. I see Coach K coming out with another choke in the tournament. And like, yeah, I. Don't get me wrong; he's the greatest collegiate coach to ever coach, maybe since John Wooden. But he can never get it done, and if he does, there's always controversy behind it. So, I uh, I feel like his time's about to come on this. Uh, genuinely, I just I don't see that happening for Duke.
2: They're probably not going to be as good next year. They're just coming off all the Zion hype. Um, yeah, their recruiting class has not been that good, so. Not, don't really have any top 10 guys they're, they have a bunch of kind of tier 2 guys like the teens and the 20s a bunch of them uh, but they're not going to be as good as they were last year even though their peak was elite 8 but yeah we'll go ahead and wrap this up uh, I'm wondering if this person actually <laughs> listens to us because or this might be just a troll question because our knowledge is very, very limited. Uh, but Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals is tomorrow night. Give us your picks.
0: Do we know have, who's playing? The Blues not, and the Bruins, right? Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, here, I'll go know, I know a little bit, a fair amount about hockey, actually, a little bit. Um, I genuinely believe that if it's not for Jordan Bennington uh, choking that game, allowing that many goals and that many and having to be pulled I forgot the game it was like I said our knowledge is limited uh the blues already would have had this game won but every time that Brad Martian scores um they win the game i think they're almost i think it's like 24 and 1 where if he scores a goal they win um And I also believe that Tuka I I, if I can't pronounce basketball players, don't you dare expect me to pronounce hockey players right. (laughs) (laughs) But if Tuka Rask continues the way he's been goaltending as well, uh, I also see Boston pretty much coming back and winning this one in Boston. uh, Because this is the first Stanley Cup final game seven in Boston ever. And honestly, I just just see – I probably see Boston pulling this one out. I see the experience going over the the youth in this.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna roll with the Boston Bruins as well. Are we seriously gonna doubt a uh, Boston slash New England sports sports franchise in in the championship game with the with the luck they've had over the past few years with Tom Brady and even the Red Sox winning a few? Why not just add the Bruins to the mix? Who's home? Boston.
2: All right, I'm going Boston
0: then. They have that Bergeron guy, right? And this shows uh, the hockey knowledge from Chad Davis, ladies and gentlemen.
2: (laughs) No, no, who's that? Patrice? Is it Patrice? Patrick? (laughs) Bergeron? His last name's Bergeron. Yeah. Isn't he like their best player? Patrice Patrice, Bergeron. Okay. He's
3: not their best player. He's not their best player.
2: Okay, well, he's the only guy that I've, like, heard of. Uh, Like I said... Bruins are home. They have a player I've heard of. I'm going to go Bruins. That's, that's, that's my pick.
0: All right. Well, there's our very uneducated picks. Mine was probably the closest to being educated, but outside of that, I do, I, I didn't bring this up to the guys before we started the podcast, but I also want to give big regards to David Ortiz. Um, he was a very big part of my childhood and I I can remember watching his games growing up almost every night with my father, and I just want to throw my thoughts and prayers out to him, and I'm glad that he's okay, and rest up, Poppy.
2: Absolutely. One of the most famous Red Sox legends. Just, just a tragedy.
0: Not even just a Red Sox legend, just a baseball legend across. Yeah. So thoughts and prayers go out to the Ortiz family as well.
3: And on that sentimental note, that wraps up another episode of the From the Sidelines podcast. If you would like to feature a question on our next From the Mailbag segment, please email us at theftspod at gmail.com. And feel free to reach out to us and give us a follow on social media at theftspod. Bye.
0: Have a great time. Bye.
2: Have a great time.